cars, hot music, and the coolest celebrity interviews all in one place. This is Skid Mark Show, the loudest show on the internet, powered by Pinnacle. I'm Diesel Dave, also known as Dave Kiley. What's up, everybody? It's Heavy D from Diesel Brothers, listening to Skid Mark Show. Hi, this is Sung Kang, and you're listening to the Skid Mark Show. This is Magnus Walker, and you're listening to the Skid Marks Podcast Show. Hey, guys, it's Ethan D from Skid Mark Show, and on one of our many adventures streaking across America, as Jeff and I do so often and have such a blast doing, we had such a great time hanging out that we actually got taken over by some of the guests. We had so many guests on the show. We had Steve Darnell, welder up from Vegas Rat Rods. We had his whole crew on the show and some of his buddies. He brought a band with him, a band named Elvis Monroe. The guitarist from that band is from two bands that you will know, namely Lifehouse. Savage Garden. And we'll talk to him and the rest of the guys in this band, Elvis Monroe, who redid the theme song for... Well, you know, I'll just let them tell it, but let me tell you this. Scrape from Tap Out dropped by later on, too. And they're all in this one episode. There's so many guests and so many people that we actually lost control of the show, and I don't even host it anymore. So listen to it now. It's really fun. It's really cool. You're going to hear a lot of names you know and people you've seen on TV and all over. And thanks for listening to another episode of Skid Mark Show. It's the Skid Mart Show Takeover. Steve Darnell, welder up. Vegas Rat Rods joining us on Skid Mark Show today. How are you, man? Doing good, man. Great show. You brought some friends here with you. You got a band, and we're going to have them play live for us in a little bit. What, who's the band? Well, the band's Elvis Monroe, and uh, we actually, uh, it's kind of funny because we sat down and wrote a song. Actually, I wrote a song. It kind of came out like a rap song, though. <laughs> so it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty aggressive. <laughs> you're you're going to rap for everybody is what you're saying. Hey, this is Elvis Monroe right here. All right. Wow. So we got, we got some, we got some uh, talent talented people in this house right now. But, uh, hey, I'm just trying to tell the story about our, our song. So, anyway, what happened was we, these guys came over and did a photo shoot in, a photo shoot in my office yeah. or my shop. Right. And we got talking. I'm like, man, I've kind of always wanted to write a song. And uh, he's like, well, cool. Let's let's write a song. Let's so, see what happens. Uh, ben here, the guitar player, he starts already, we don't even really know what we're doing. He starts kind of going on a little riff yeah. and starts putting together a little, like a twang, you know? A twang. I, what do you call it? A twang. It's a twang. So we put together a little twang, right? It's a little ding 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 ding. So anyway, um, <laughs> dueling banjos. That kind of that deep south twang. You talking about a swamp twang? <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. All right. So we kind of put something together. I uh, I said, look, I'm gonna write something up. Yeah. So we wrote up a song. I sent it to these guys, and they're like, Steve, this is like a rap song. I mean, you got like the f bomb in here, and like, you know, like, you know, saying some pretty harsh shit. <laughs> so I'm like, well, all right, can you refine it? So Brian took it. He's a songwriter, and he refined the song, and we come up with a song that's called The Blue Collared Man. Oh, okay. There you and go. basically what it comes down to the is, backbone. yeah, yes. you know, I mean, it, what it comes down to is what we're kind of losing in our country is, yeah. you know, my dad was a blue-collared man. My grandpa was a blue-collared man. And those were men. You know, they come home. they You can smell the sweat on them. Yeah. You know? That work uh, ethic. They're bleeding a little bit. Um, you could tell. 
tell that when they lay down and go to sleep at night, they're like, you know what, I put in all I could today. Yeah, exactly. And they built um, this country. It did. It did. And um, he's stealing lines from us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you gotta you gotta see the the song's really good. But basically, what it is is it's a nice version of what I had originally came up with. Okay, so and they they refine the lyrics a little bit, so it's a little yeah. less garage. Yeah, yeah. Shop. It's, it's a little less locker room talk. Is that? But <laughs> <laughs> Snoop was busy. <laughs> Snoop was busy. Oh, that is awesome. Let's get the band we on. We can get these guys to sing. Yeah, these guys uh, are probably going to be world famous soon. Well, here's the thing. So the song is going to be the song for Vegas Rat Rods. We're trying. Oh, it's to- going to be the show theme. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So, and uh, because I just think that what we do on our show is is real. It's real. Yeah. You know, the guys that are on the show with me were real guys. We got here being hard workers. Right. And um, we still do it every day. I mean, it's, you know, it's blue collar work. It's the backbone of America. It, it really is everything is. you know that makes the country go. People sitting in offices, which is what I do. I, I, you know, my job. I'm just on the radio. I don't keep the country going whatsoever. But I know that. Well, I, I keep them entertained. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just think it's better than you know, not doing nothing. You yeah, know what it's I mean? true. Like everybody has a job to do, and I'm not saying that just because I'm a welder and a fabricator means that I work harder than the next guy. I mean, there's guys pouring concrete out there. Absolutely. Putting down asphalt. I mean, yeah. there's some there's some guys that are working their ass off out there. And um, you know, I come from the construction world here in Las Vegas, so you know, I just think that this is appropriate for what we're losing. Yeah, no, that's our, true, and we need country. to get it back. You know, I was talking to somebody, uh, my friend Nancy here with uh, Shell and Pennzoil, and she believes the same as I do. Is like, screw all the four-year four-year universities. We need more scholarships for trade schools. You know, why are kids being discouraged from getting a trade and working with your hands? And you go to school for six months, maybe a year, and you're ready to go to work and actually start making a life and making money. And too many people are focused on this, you know, degree that actually doesn't mean jack. You know, unfortunately, what kind of sucks is like, you know, hi. <laughs> the the kids these days do not get to get up and go to work with their dad like they used to. Right. You know what I mean? And you know, I think that like my son's here somewhere. I don't know where he's at, but I think it's led by example. You know, you get your ass up every morning, you put your boots on, and you go to work. It becomes a routine. You yeah. Know, I watched my dad do it, and then I was allowed to go to work with him. My kids were allowed to go to work with me, so they don't know any different. They really don't. And that's a problem when you when you take a kid that's 25 years old and you make him go dig ditches. He's not going to want to do it if he's never learned how to do it at a young age. Right. But you got to teach them young. It's like a it's like breaking a horse. Yeah. Now my gotta, dad was a professor, and so his job wasn't you know outside. But as a young kid, he had me mowing the lawn, painting the house, cleaning the gutters, you know, all of that stuff. And I actually I I don't want to say enjoy mowing the lawn now, but I'll get it done. I do it. You know, it needs to be done. Well, it doesn't seem like it's it's that big of a task. No, it's a job. It needs to be done, and somebody's got to step up and do it, and that's yeah. my job, you know. And you go out and you, you you take care of business. That's what it is. Yeah, no, and I think that that's just really what what it, this song was about, and what we're doing, and and uh, what I'm all about. Right, I'm all about that. I'm a you know a lot of people are like, oh, you're on TV. What do you got? Fifty guys that come in and build your car for you. Oh, jeez. You know, are you just the face? And it's like, you know what, man, I'm not. I'm no. I'm out there battling with these guys every day. If the TV show ended tomorrow, you would still have a job, oh, and you'd sure, be making a sure. living. For sure. There before. Mean, that's exactly right. And, yeah. You know, we got here on just the fact that we're hard workers and we build cool shit. There you go. And, um, you know, that's what it comes down to. And I'm not, I didn't get here knowing anybody. I don't know anybody in Hollywood. I don't know anybody in the TV world. I got here just. Well, uh, we just both know Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> Steve Darnell, Vegas Rat Rods, Welder Up. You want to get the band up here? Yeah, you guys going to sing? Yeah. Are hey, you guys ready to rock? Let me get out ready. Of All right. I'm 
serious. I'm a beatboxer from North Las Vegas. <laughs> so we are uh, Elvis Monroe. We're actually made up of, um, Ben is from a band called Savage Garden. I'm going real deep from Australia, but the last 11 years he's been in a band called Lifehouse, and I'm from a band called what? Paperback Hero. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah, Lifehouse. So, g'day, guys. G'day. G'day, mate. <laughs> So uh, we wrote this song with Steve Darnell from uh, Vegas Rat Rods, and uh, it's going to be the theme song to the TV show. And uh, we're actually, he's building us a car right now for the video, and uh, it's a season finale of this season, season three, and we are pumped. We actually, he doesn't even know this, and we're announcing it, um, our tour for 2017 is going to be called the Welder Up Tour, and uh, we're pumped about that. And we just spoke to Discovery Channel, so we got to do some radio, and we're doing the tour together, so. We have a very sexy model for the tour right here. I can't wait to hot rod the tour bus, mate. When am I, I going to build the cars? Oh, yes. We, we yeah, got to do a welder up bus with like a supercharged tour bus. Yeah, here we Crazy. go. This song's called Blue Collar Man. He drinks his coffee, reads his paper, the rising sun. Kisses his wife, he hugs his kids, he's got to run. His knuckles bleed, bleed. Red, white, and blue, blue collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. A pencil head for vintage old toy to welder of. He's busting tires, drowning fires, that's what he does. His knuckles bleed, bleed. Blue-collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue-collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue-collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue-collar man. He's punching time clock, standing walls up and leads away. To protect and serve, he gave his word, he's here to save. His knuckles bleed, bleed. Blue collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue collar man. That takes off his cap of a generation that salutes his flag. Loving family makes his man. He built this country with his bed and giving thanks on Sundays. He's laying black, topping a hard hat, it's 91. He drinks a cold one with an old friend, the day is done. His knuckles bleed, bleed. Blue collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue collar man, that's what he is, that's who he is. Blue collar man. That's what he is, that's who he is, Blue Collar Bill.
Thank you. All right, so how did you get here from from Lifehouse? You know, it's it's a it's a funny thing how life takes you on a journey. You know, I, I grew up in a really tiny, tiny country town in Australia. Right. 80 houses in one shop. And I had dreams of being a basketball star and a rock star, you know, if you want to give them those terms. Yeah. So I used to be taller in Australia. <laughs> so I, I actually did play four years of Pro Bowl. Then I quit and joined a band. Oh, nice. And and, and that band ended up being Savage Garden. And we, we had, the, the in 98, the most played song in the world. Yeah. Yeah, really I, madly deeply. I, I so, do know the sold song. A, sold a ton of records. I worked for ADC Radio when that song came out, and I remember all the girls. Will you play that? And I was like, Will you? We, we played it to all the girls, mate. <laughs> I bet all you the girls. did. I bet yeah. you did. I bet you got more lucky on it than I did. Hey, man, it was great. I was like, I got this accent. I'm in a band. Want to hang out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out pretty good. You got all the winning sides. Man, you got the Aussie we, accent. Between uh, my best mate Brian here, see, <laughs> we, we we combined to be the ultimate blue collar man. I hide behind him and talk he and they just look at me. him <laughs> yeah so it kind of works out I moved, I moved my lips. yeah I just moved yeah. my lips there there you you go. Go. they always awesome. told me I had, I, a fa- I had a face for radio so hey that's what <laughs> they've know. been telling me and I'm <laughs> still on the radio so it must be true <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then after after Savage Garden finished I uh, s- signed, signed my own record deal yeah and, and um, did my own thing for a while and then the Lifehouse thing kind of came along I was a fan of the band they needed a guitar player and I said yes and that was 12 years of touring the world and, and, and playing um, Hanging by a Moment Hanging by a Moment you and me yeah right and then I met my buddy 10 years ago and we just started writing songs as best friends do and um, cool. Elvis Monroe was born and uh, about two years ago I decided that this was the path that, that my life was to take and so I, I uh, quit being in Lifehouse and we've been doing this ever since and then we, we met Steve um, almost a year ago now and organically this this friendship kind of birthed and, and out of that ironically the first day we met was the day I wrote the riff for Blue Collar Man before I'd even actually really realized who Steve was in, know in his Steve workshop. Was. <laughs> You're hanging out in his shop, have a yeah, picture. Steve used to be taller, too, you know, when he was in Australia. Everybody's so. taller in Australia. <laughs> I was like, who's that, that the, the shop guy that keeps talking to my singer? We got, we got, we got work to, to do, shoot, man. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, why don't you take over? Why don't you and your buddy start telling some stories? Oh, that's you wanna awesome. Run, you want to run the show? All right. Steve's running the show? Come on, man. People have heard enough of me. It's the Skidmark Show Takeover. Hey, thanks for having us, Steve, man. Okay, I appreciate it. Hey, you know what? It, it's nice of you to be able to, yeah, be able to sit down and and not have to take pictures with so many dudes. It's oh it's God, absolutely man. crazy. You know, when I got into this, I thought, you know, great, I'm gonna have hot chicks like this blonde right here that want to have pictures with me all day long. Look, she don't even care. Yeah, she's you know blown by. Look at the dudes. Yeah, look at the, the dudes. dudes are all staring at you. The dudes. <laughs> the dudes like, I want a picture with that guy. I want a photo with that dude. You know what? Like, you know, the the only reason why the hot chicks turn around and look back is because their boyfriend thinks you're cool. <laughs> should have been a singer. I should have been a rock star. You should try being in a band with this guy. It's, it, it's amazing, man. You play a show and then I just send him in and I can get I, I get to leave. He has to do all the pictures. All the girls. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you know. It's rough. It's a rough job. Hey, you know what? I think Randy Couture gets more action on dudes than I well, do. You know what? That's true, but you know, Scrape was here from Tap Out. He was just standing here. Yeah, where did he and go? That, he got surrounded by a bunch of 
of dudes. Like as soon as he walked up, there was like nine guys standing around talking to him, and they're like, "Come see my car," and you know, it's it's crazy. He yeah, gets, see. <laughs> I've got uh, scrape gets a lot of dudes, man. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I figured also I brought uh, I brought one of my friends out here that I've known since I was ten years old. Is he a dude? He's a dude. <laughs> Julian, right? Yeah, Julian. Where's Julian? Hey, Juice, come over here. We got to get you on the mic. Yeah, come on, Juice. We got to get him on for a minute. <laughs> okay, so minute. this guy's known me since I was 10 years old. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know. You wanna, I have a question hey, for you, Juice. You, when Steve was in the sand pit when he was 10, did he get a lot of dudes? <laughs> you don't understand, bro. He's always want to play with his marbles. <laughs> <laughs> the dudes wanted to play with your marbles. <laughs> come get on this. Come over all here. All day. Come here. We got to get you in here for a minute. Okay, so, uh, all right, so get up on this mic. What do you want me to Okay, so this guy's known me since I was 10. Tell a story. Tell a story how we met. Wow. Uh, I met Steve in about 1983 in North Las Vegas, Nevada. A lot of you guys don't know that, but we're from Northtown. I moved here from London, England in 1979. Used to have a British accent. He used to make fun of me all the time. So the first day that we met him, my friend Javier, his grandmother, went to church with Steve's grandmother. So she calls up and says, hey, your grandson's about the same age as my grandson. Why don't you send him on over to come meet him? So we're walking down the street in North Las Vegas, and we see this kid walking down with some skinny jeans, vans, and a, a mullet, <laughs> and he's kicking a can. First time. <laughs> First time we met him. So he walks up and he's like, hey, what's up? Your name's Javier? He says, no, my name's Javier. He's like, who are you? It's like, I'm Julian. He's like, oh, okay, all right. So what do you guys want to do? <laughs> Let's fuck some shit up is what he said. I'm sorry. Probably shouldn't have said that on the radio, but. Did you say with an English accent? I didn't, mate. Would you like a spot of tea? I'm Julian. <laughs> we got to fuck some shit up. <laughs> fuck some shit up, mate. <laughs> so that was my first story. And when I first heard a kid cuss at 10 years old, I thought that was kind of cool. So, <laughs> we've been best friends since so 37 years later and uh, I get to see my best friend on TV so that's kind of cool that is that's awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we, we, I brought him through hell and back though I mean because you got a sheltered in his house his mom wouldn't let him come out and play very often ride motorcycles so I had to break him out of the house right I'm like come on man let's go ride some dirt bikes he's like really so he shows up with a do-rag on no helmet of course we never did wear helmets did we none was that a do? Did you say a dude rag? A do rag. A dude rag. See, sorry, man. You're white. You don't know what a do rag is. <laughs> sorry, man. White he people don't know what do rag is. See, he I grew up any in, in a predominantly Australia. black neighborhood, so I know what a do rag is. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, one black guy you're hanging out with had a British accent. He did. I mean, it was like. You know what was messed up is we had scones. We had a white dude that was questionably on what his. What I am, right? <laughs> and then we had Javier, which was our Spaniard guy. We had a Spaniard. And then we had Ray, which was our Mexican guy. And then I had my black friend, right? Dude, you can you couldn't fuck with us. You couldn't. It's the Nortown village people. Dude, you could not fuck with us when we were ten years old. We're walking through the neighborhood, awesome. had our own little bullshit gang. <laughs> were you guys called the Wanderers? I had a gang called the Wanderers. Uh, <laughs> now we were uh Okay, we'll tell one story. I'll tell a story. <laughs> so, okay, so we got our little mafia group going on, right? Different color kids in the whole thing, right? 
right? <laughs> so we weren't really accepted in one or the other. It was just we had our own thing going. And uh, we're walking down the road one day, and every day where I would meet him halfway from his house to my house, this dude would be getting ready for work, and he was in the shower singing, and they le- he used to leave the shower door open, or the window, but we could hear him in there. So I'm like, man, the next day I go, dude, juice, we got to get some eggs, man. We got to egg this dude in the shower, right? So the next day, I bring a bunch of my grandma's eggs from the house. Julian meets me over there. Javier, Ray, a um, couple, couple Hashim. Hashim. So we all get eggs in our hand, right? This guy's in there. Duh! Well, you know, going through the whole process of showering. We all just start lobbing eggs off into his shower. We're 12, remember? Yeah, we're 12 years old, man, right? So we take off running, and we can hear this guy naked as a jaybird, kicking his door off the hinges, trying to get to us. Got a towel wrapped around him, (laughs) jumps in his Lincoln Continental, and starts chasing us down the road. We're hiding in the bushes. I mean, luckily, this guy seriously is walking from me to you in the bushes looking for us. We're hiding. But naked. But naked. Twelve-year-olds. We should. a little weird. We should have called the cops, (laughs) because we could have probably got away with it. But that was just mischievous shit we used to do. But taking him out in the desert when I was a kid on dirt bikes, dude, get on. We'd take him out in the middle of the desert, and there was this ditch that we'd go down through, and I'd hit this jump, and I mean, it would sail us out. But we're on a, we're on a, um, well, the first one was that uh, Honda 350. Yep, yep. Poor kid didn't even know what he was in for. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking him off huge 30-foot jumps. He thinks he's on a Pee Wee 50? Oh, uh, yeah, and we're on like a mid-street bike. It's not even like full dirt. <laughs> so the suspicion just bottoming out. No wonder why our backs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's been cool. I mean, you know, growing up down here and getting involved in the steel business. I come from a steel business background. Yeah, we were rod busters, did some iron work. That's it, man. That's how you do it, man. You get out there, get in the sun, and bust ass. Hey, I got that work ethic from my dad who's standing over there in the corner. Hey, I would actually have to come home and clean the garage every day. And even on days I would go, oh, it's perfect. Nobody was even in the garage, right? Get cleaning. He'd, get yeah, out there. he'd walk in and go, get your ass in here. You didn't clean the garage today. I'm like, what do you plant a little piece of paper somewhere to yeah, know that do. I they do. I did, didn't do it that day? I was like, it's clean. Work ethic, man. That's it, yeah. man. You got to get out there when you're little and do it. Yeah. It's a lost art. If you don't, it's like my kid right here, Chase. This is my son right here. He's, he's a mini you, man. This is my mini me. Yeah. Now Same listen. shorts. If you cut the sleeves off on his shirt. Here. Okay, now this poor if kid. you guys don't know, I'm actually the one who created this wonderful design here for Steve. Oh, yeah. I heard about your fashion. He, he gave you fashion, man. You were going to wear OPs. Dude, I, you know, I was 12. I was hey, tell, tell an Australian old. what an OP is, mate. What's, what's an I OP? I don't know what that is. Ocean Pacific, man. It's a brand. Wow. Who didn't wear OP shirts if you're from the 80s? Crocodile Dundee didn't have OPs. Yeah, they're, they're all nodding. Yeah. Yeah. We know OPs what OPs are. are. OPs and Varnays. <laughs> <laughs> I had me some Varnays. <laughs> now we cut this up. But this is my son, Chase. Come and, on in, uh, Chase. He, uh, you know, these, these kids grew up in the shop. Grew up on the shop floor. Like, just working. I remember uh, when me and their mom were going through a divorce, I had them all the time. And I was working. So I didn't have really nothing for them to do. And I didn't know how to babysit. So I would give them a welder and a bunch of my scrap metal 
and they just sit in the shop and build cool stuff, creations. That's and awesome. uh, you know, I think that that's where it needs to start. You need to you need to let them do it and let them get burnt and let them cut themselves a little bit because they're learning at a young age. I mean, God forbid you don't want nothing bad to happen, but if you teach them at a young age when they grow up, I mean, he's 18 now. He's getting ready to graduate high school, and he's working now. He's working for one of my friends that's a welder, and you know, just yeah, that's awesome. getting out there and doing it. He's building his own truck. He's got a, a 1967 four-door power wagon that's all rat rotted out. He's putting it on a 90, 97, 98 Dodge chassis. And, um, you know, I've been out there and I'm like, here, let me do it. And he's like, no, dad, dad I want to do it myself. That's I awesome. don't want you to work on it. I don't want anybody to come in here and help me work. I want to do it myself. So at the end of the day, you know, it's it's satisfaction. Yeah, it's and, his. It's yours. And I you think did it that all. that's, that's what all we need. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really that's awesome, cool, man. man. Yeah. Kid. Say hi, Chase. Get in here. Say Get hi. in there. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got. He, you know, he, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> that's what he says to chicks. No matter why they keep watching. What's up? <laughs> I tried that shit for a while. Didn't do any good. <laughs> Did good with the dudes. So yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. Look. Yep. Hey, hey dudes. Let's, <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey, we've got three chicks. Yeah. One, four, two, three, four. four. What she, I always get is like, hey, uh, bro, um, uh, can you take your sunglasses off? Because my wife wants to know if your eyes are that blue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Like, yeah, we can take this picture real quick. It's all, it's all good. Kind of weird. <laughs> it's good. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. So, we're uh, getting ready to uh, kick off our uh, season three for Vegas Rat Rods um, in January. Um, we're doing 12 cars for Discovery Channel. Um, so, it's going to be badass. We got one car that we're doing at the end of the year. We did it with our uh, song that we're doing. It's 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 badass. Yeah. You guys are going to love it. If you're a Mopar guy, you're going to hate me. But... <laughs> That's like the rest of the world anyway. doesn't matter. But it's going to be badass. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. We're going to have uh, uh, 12 new cars, lots of diesels, uh, some Hemis, you know, all the good shit. Um, Brian's into hybrids. <laughs> no, I've seen it. it he's got like a, um 86 Porsche. What is that? Yeah. Is it 86? 86, 94, 944 Porsche. You want to drop uh, the Molly, uh, Molly Ringwall? Uh, <laughs> you and her going on a date or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 16 candles or what? Jake Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> 86 I'll be points. standing outside the church waiting for her. I know. I know. Brian comes in. Hey, dude, what can you do with my uh, my 86 Porsche? I'm like. Park it in your house. Like, uh, take get that it out of here. Yeah. Take that shit down the street and drop it off in front of counting cars because I, I, can't, I can't do nothing with it. <laughs> you know, Horny Michael do something with it. <laughs> Throw a big ass blower on it. Yeah. No, LS. Big LS with turbos. That's what it needs. <laughs> that would be Then sick. we're talking, right? <laughs> wow. You should do it. Hell yeah, he's, man. He's, he's fixated on this like electric vehicle thing. <laughs> that and scooters. When? I don't know why. When? Like, Did you want a hybrid? With, with his when? feet together and a big helmet. <laughs> hybrid. You know. It's got to be cut out in the middle, though. Hold on a minute. Since we're on the subject about hybrid, so let me just get something straight real quick with a bunch of people. I don't know if anybody's listening to this, but just because my car rolls coal and it smokes does not mean that I'm destroying the environment. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's just get that straight real quick. Yes. Do you know that car that's sitting over there in the booth that makes a thousand horsepower will run on the French fry oil inside this building right now? Will you go in there, get it, dump it in the tank, and go drive it around? Can we and eat the fries first? You can. <laughs> well, you're going to have to. You've got to have oh, that. Oh, no way, Ron Cabs. Get over here. Get over here. Right on. Get him on here. Get, get over here. 
Oh, damn. He's, he's a baller. Oh, right. see you, Ron. Okay. Right. Yeah, we got people coming. Hey, up, huh? hey, we got a championship to win next in, in two weeks. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, we do. That guy's the that's fastest our boy, man. On the man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's Dude, cool. he was. He doesn't drive a hybrid. I know that. Yeah. That was Ron Caps, everybody. <laughs> the fastest guy in a, in a funny car right there. The Napa driver. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> I, I, got, I got a question I for Steve. I can't go straight. I got a question, What's man. What's it like joining the band? Yeah, no. Uh, because you're in the band now. I know. It hasn't yeah. really paid off with the chick. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that, okay, I do this TV show with building hot rods and cars. Am I going to get chicks? Now I get a bunch of middle-aged dudes. So then, so then I'm like, okay, if I write a song and I become a songwriter with a band, yeah, still nothing. 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 Hey, you know, because you're the songwriter. you got to be in the band, and I can't play shit, and I don't know how to sing, so I can rap. You know, if we would have did some beatboxing. Yeah, you could have done that. We could have been down. But then um, Barbara Dave would have tried to battle out with you to try and get the job. Oh, yeah. So. Barbara Dave, can he can yeah. actually throw down some lines. Yeah, he was, yeah. I got he's some video of that. Good. Yeah. Yeah, he That's does some dope. good rapping. Now he's he's been approaching us to try and do some some sort of a song where he's like, I, I want to I want to rap on a song. Didn't exactly. He, in the work, the he wants day. to record it in the workshop. In the workshop, he's like, I want to do something. I want I want to lay down some music. I want to put a beat on it. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I got one more thing I want to talk about real quick. So this year in the shop, like I'm a general manager right over here named Joe. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of a sentimental thing, kind of a um, emotional deal. Uh, Joe's little boy is uh, two years old and got diagnosed with kidney cancer. And uh, so we've been fighting it. <clears throat> Not only him, his family, but all of us are affected by it too in the shop. So everybody in the shop, we've been dealing with this cancer and a two-year-old little boy that literally is only this yeah. tall. I mean, he's a cute little guy, right? Um, you know, I, I sit here and I look at my boys, healthy. Lucky. I couldn't be any yeah. more proud. But yeah. So what we did is what I sat down and I thought, you know what? I want to build a car for cancer. I want to build a cancer car or something themed out that makes sense about cancer. So this car will be coming out this season on TV. Um, it all happened kind of at the same time. Um, I had the car actually planned for breast cancer. I was going to build it for breast cancer, but as soon as I found out this little boy had cancer, it went from pink to gold. So, you know, childhood cancer is gold. And um, But the process of the car goes through the process of what cancer is. It's hard to explain probably to people, but the front of the car is consumed by literally 10 dozen and roses wow. wrapped around the frame, around the motor. It's got a 392 Hemi with a blower on it, but it's all old and ratty. It looks rusty and it looks like the, the earth is just trying to take, take it, it in. You know yeah. what I mean? As you go through the build, it kind of goes through the chemo process and it starts getting better. So by the time you get to the back of the car, it's got a cherry quick change rear end. It's got some Raider wheels on the back with white walls. It's just sick. It looks good. Anyway, it was kind of a, it was kind of a crazy build this year. It's really cool. I got it at my shop right now i wanted to bring it down here and we just it got late and most people are like dude we get our car into SEMA. we want to come and i'm like uh it's getting kind of late <laughs> i'm not gonna bring it down there <laughs> i'm sleeping but uh it's, it's really it's, cool i mean anybody beautiful. out there that's having to fight that horrible disease and cancer and you know especially the little kids that got it i mean holy. i remember you telling me this was a car that you uh you you drew this car six years ago yeah i think it was 2000 and yeah like maybe 2006 or seven it might have been 10 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I sat down with an artist and drew the car. I wanted to do that and then uh, th a truck for the Twin Towers. Oh, wow. A badass fire truck. But I haven't really got to that, you know, something needing it. Like, I, I want to make sense of it, you know what right, I mean? Yeah. And this being in honor of Joe's, Joe's son. Yeah. I mean, it's real special. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do
to do is we're gonna we're gonna try to run it through. Uh, we're gonna see if we can get it at Bear Jackson, let it run for a year with Bear Jackson. I want them to go tour it, take it around if if it's any way possible, and then we can you know auction the car off for childhood cancer. And the cool thing is I 100% funded this car myself. There's no there's no one, no partners, yeah. nothing. Yeah. This is my my build. I wanted to do that. So uh, when we get done with it, you know all the proceeds. I want to help these little kids, man. It's you see a seven-year-old or a five-year-old with no hair and sick. It's you know it really kind of brings you back to zero. Yeah, I, I, Joe, I don't. I, I tell you every day. I don't know how you go through this because your son is only two and he doesn't know how to do anything other than fight right now. Yeah, come on up here, come Joe. Come on up here. Get up here yeah. and tell him a little bit. How's everybody doing? So uh, Joe, Joe's the one. He's you know this guy's been through a lot. I mean he's got two beautiful little daughters, his cute little son, and a beautiful wife. And um, you know it uh, it just it, it kicks you in the butt when you see a whole family together knowing one of them something's wrong. So you know the good thing is um, today was his last round of chemo for this first treatment. Yeah. So, yeah. They think that he's going to do really good. We caught it super early. They took one of his kidneys, but he's a tough little kid, man. He's he's a fighter and uh, super proud of him. And uh, through all this, we are blessed. You know, we caught it early, and, you know, the car that we built is going to do a lot of good things for good people. So uh, I just appreciate everything. Thank you, guys, for staying out and listening. Yeah, man. Yeah, he uh – he definitely don't cry like his dad, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he must have got that from the mom side, the tough side, just saying. And his little dude gets all the chicks. Yeah, yeah, no all kidding. Yeah, so it, it's, it, it's definitely been a, uh, something cool. It was kind of special to go through the shop this year and, like, you know, we're building cars for people, and cars are built for people that are excited about getting their car, and they're happy about what they're doing and the creative stuff that, that I'm going to put into the car. But, you know, building that cancer car was like – is completely a, like you got to put yourself somewhere else and a lot of times when you build these you got to put yourself in a different place you can't i live it i live it when i do it and i think that's part of being an artist and so how was how was i have a question for you then for us writing songs it's a it's a similar process we're super excited about the process with you and the car how was your process with us writing the song compared to being an artist with the car it really uh it's it's almost a point where writing a song you can express yourself immediately you know kind of like me with a welder Exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, get out of here. You're done. <laughs> so First time you strike an art, get out. <laughs> but uh, I think, like, it is a lot the same. Like, if you, you know, like, right, like, when I was writing that song, I was just, it, it came out like my cars. You know that. Yeah. I mean, if we actually, you should read it. <laughs> like, it was yeah. bad. Like, I was mother effing yeah. shit. Like, Man, get that, off your ass, you lazy. That rant, <laughs> the rant. It, it was a rant. It was amazing. Yeah. An yeah. hour and a half, we're sitting on the side of St. Rose Parkway. Yeah, listening to you talk to us. Taking notes. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. But I think that, you know, songwriters and car builders are, you know, kind of the same. We want to, like, especially with what I'm doing, it's kind of a different, you know, I'm not just painting it and putting some wheels on it. It's it's a feeling. It's a complete, uh, you know, I I like to go into that. I like to put myself into them people's lives and feel what they're feeling. That's the only way you can do it. It's like when you guys write a song, you got to, like, feel it. You got to get into it. We we live every song 
I mean, that's that's the truth. Um, most of the time, it's a it's a vocal diary for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and when I was staring at you, there, here comes Scrape. Hey, get in here, Scrape. But when I was staring at you, it was just it was come one on of those in, things Hey, come here, here. Ben, Ben, get off, because no one understands I'm what out, you're saying. I'm out. No one understands what you're saying anyway. We so can't understand. We have Skyscrape right now. Uh, <laughs> one of the owners at Tap Out, and he also owns a. Uh, you do what's the name of the company that Black you have? Black Widow Exhaust. Black Widow Exhaust. Hey, let me yeah. tell you that They're Black Widow Exhaust, those. dude, is sick. <laughs> I got it on my '57 Chevy, and it is nasty. It sounds bad. Dude. I appreciate it. I love it, man. I'm, I'm trying to go after the other big guys out there. Oh, dude. The, it sounds I won't so say good. their names. Everyone knows the MFs and FM mufflers out there. I won't yeah. say, but well, I put the um, Black Widow exhaust on an LS this year on my '57 Chevy, and it's got a big nasty cam in it, and it just well, we called you. You listened to it on the phone. Yeah. Oh right? my God! If you guys on your Instagram, you have it on your Instagram, I believe. Yeah. And there's a couple of burnouts that you did on there that are. Yeah. It makes it sing. It sounds good. With yeah, the, with it sounds the good. I, I ran it over to Molex Racing. Yeah. And uh, we did the cam, valve springs, titanium push rods, um, and put the Black Widow exhaust yeah. on it. And it, it definitely. I mean, if if you're one of those uh, kind of sissy car driving fuckers, don't <laughs> don't get these exhausts. These things are bad. This makes you look take like a easy. man when you take pull up. <laughs> you know, I did make one muffler that was a little quieter because a lot of those people you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still has the sound, but it's just a little, it, it little ha- less of it. It has a tone that is unique. Yeah. Like, I've, I've had them all. Yeah, I, I Dude, believe, I've had yeah. all of them. I'm sure I've, you have, I've had yeah. a ton of different. Are we talking about the guys again? Uh-oh. No, I'm, talking, I'm not talking <laughs> shit on nobody. I'm just saying, you know, everybody's got their own little, well, I don't know what you're doing inside, but they got a great little, they got like a, I don't know, it's, it's got like a tick to it, like a yeah, yeah, crisp so it, little. We have a patent on our internals, and the name Black Widow Exhaust came from the, the design is shaped like an hourglass or like a Black Widow's marking. Right. Um, so the, and the, the patent, it gets rid of those other, mag, the, the, I won't say the names of the mufflers, uh, flo, uh, master, uh, they, uh, they create a, the, the drone, that resonation in the cab when you're just driving. Well, our, our internals gets rid of that. Along with, I mean, sounds subjective, you know what I mean? You can, you can hear their mufflers and, and love it and hear ours and hate it or vice versa, whatever. But what people have been really digging on is getting rid of that, making it quiet in the cab when you're driving. Right, right. You know, if you want to have a conversation. I mean, it's going to be, if you have a hot rod and it's crazy loud, then that's it's going to be that. But a lot of guys now want cars that they can drive and be a little quieter. But still, I mean, I've got I've got a 55 Chevy that's got a, an LSX 454, and it just dumps at the axle. It's three inch with an X-pipe. And I, I've driven it here from California 12, 14 times. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in fifth gear on the freeway at 80 miles an hour, and it's dead quiet. But I put my my foot in it before and it makes your ears ring. Right, right. And that's what you want. You want to be you like, you know, above, when yeah. you're ready to get in it, get in it. You want people to know. Right. You don't want to drive. If you want to drive your 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 hybrid or your Prius, go get in that yeah, thing and be exactly. quiet. Exactly. You know, exactly. you, you get the little bit of both with, with our or your Or your 86 <laughs> Porsche, uh, 16 hey, easy, candles. Easy, uh, easy. Uh, Mil- Molly hey, Ringwall <laughs> car. Hey, Steve, have you ever heard the story about the Vince Montana name? Oh, shit. No, I haven't heard okay, it Okay, so. Please tell it. I'm going to right now. <laughs> so how many of you people out there have heard of Saved by the Bell? Anybody know Kelly Kapowski? Yeah. So our friend Brian here was Kelly Kapowski's boyfriend in two of those episodes, and his name was Vince Montana. Which is the only thing I go by by this guy. So all I ever call, it's in my phone as Vince Montana. <laughs> yeah. and, and in Las Vegas, being in a band called Elvis Monroe, it's kind of like being in a band called Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Everyone calls me Elvis, but not this guy. Like, it's Vince. Vince Montana. 
He'll call me. What's up, Vince? Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. You know, not all of us were on Saved by the Bell. Yeah, hey. Jeez, <laughs> sucks to be you. I know. And, and, hey, and then, and then uh, yeah. he finally just told me earlier today that he went on a date with, what was her, her real name? Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. That night. That night. Yeah. So he was uh, uh, Kelly Kapowski's boyfriend on the show, and then he went on a date with yes. Tiffany Amber Thiessen that night. And I got paid to Damn. make out with her. It was rough. Damn. It was yeah. rough. I got an autograph. <laughs> I got an autograph from Jesse Combs once. <laughs> That's about as close as I've got. I thought you were going to tell me your buddies with Screech. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I don't know if we'd have got along. Yeah, I might have punched him in the face. <laughs> Hell yeah. How's you the scene show? The same here. It's good, man. It's yeah, good. you guys go walk around, see some good stuff? Yeah, I walked around as much as I could. Got stuck in a couple booths here and there. But last year I had a booth in Central Hall with Chris Fessler. If you know Fessler Bill, they make hinges and all kinds of stuff. So I had a 55, a two-door. I have a two-door, all-original two-door, 210 handyman wagon. Oh, bad That I stuffed an LSX 454 in. So I got two 55s with LSX 454s. It's got bias ply white walls on it still. That's so Things sick. nuts. Yeah. Um, so I had I had a, a booth in there last year. This year, we just got about 30 cars throughout the show that have our mufflers. Uh, and then we're just passing out goodies all week. Yeah, we're getting, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to jump off and do another 57. Yeah. 55, yeah. yeah. For me. It's the best. I'm going to do Those something. Those are my favorite. Ass. Me I mean, too. I'm a wagon guy. I got, I got a couple wagons and, and, and uh, 55s, but 55, I'm, I just, I'm a tri five lover. Yeah. Yep. You know, Model A's and tri fives, I'm in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the other ones, I, I like cab over. I like them all. But if I'm going to build one for me to drive, it's either going to be a Model A, five window coupe, or or a tri five. Now, car. I heard the, the 57 is your daily? Yeah. You drive that thing every day? Every day. It's your muffler in it. Right, right, yeah, right. Every day, dude. Yeah. I drive it every day. So I ask you, how is it when you're just driving down the road? I mean, it, that thing's. It's cool, man. Yeah. I love it. Inside's not. Yeah, not, not I love annoying, it. I love pulling up next to a Benz. Yeah. Because the dude, you know, like, hope there's not any Benz drivers out here, but, <laughs> like, they're the ones that are kind of suit and tie-ish and uh, probably got a porn problem, you know? And, and me, be, yeah. I just let it all out right at yeah. the intersection. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. My shit's lumping, sounding badass. Car's cool. It looks kind of rough, yeah, you know, your but chick's checking purpose. me out. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. really? So, yeah, I, I love it. I, I mean, I wouldn't even drive nothing else. I'd, yeah. Every day I drive my 57 Chevy in, uh, around Vegas. So that, that thing is the baddest looking thing in town. It's pretty cool. For real. It's if fun. you ever leave town, I, just let me drive it. It's cool. I'll yeah. park my Porsche. You can drive it. <laughs> it's, got, it's got Corvette suspension in it, so you can, it's easy to drive. Okay. What trans you put in? 4L? 4L80. 80, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I had to. I put the cam in it, did all the shit, blew the tranny out of it. Now, did you blow it after Molinex brought it back? No, Molinex blew it up at their place. Oh, shit. I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, because when I know when it got back here, I saw there was a, a video of someone, I was you, doing a big-ass burnout. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what happened then. But then I saw, just recently, I saw another one that was even more of a burnout, bigger burnout. Yeah, we did one the other day in the parking lot. Um, so Falcon Tires has been sponsoring me tires, and I'm thinking, well, let's blow these things off. They're going to give me free tires. <laughs> <laughs> Why in the frick wouldn't I blow a set of tires off right. it, right? So we, we annihilated a set of tires in the parking lot. <laughs> I, they were getting kind of bad anyway. Yeah. So I thought, you know, let's just blow them off till we lose tread. I See, you can do that every day because that helps me because I'm posting that shit all over my Instagram. Because <laughs> it sounds good. It and does. it looks cool. So dude, did you me. hear it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh, he saw it. Oh, man. Sounds sick. Yeah, if yeah. you guys haven't
haven't heard it. Go to the uh, what is it on my Instagram? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and it's on ours too. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, yeah. Uh, yeah. Black Widow, and is it Welder Up? Welder Up Vegas. Welder Up Vegas. Welder Up Vegas. Welder Up Vegas. I don't even go. know what I'm talking I mean, that about. That thing, it's it's a pretty nasty long, big burnout. Smoky. Yeah, we were going for going for broke. You know, I figured you know if I blow the motor up, I'll just take it back. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, something happened. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to hurt those motors. Yeah, no, you can hold an LS to the floor and it yeah. just takes it. Right. So it's a whole lot of Japanese for me, guys. I'm getting. <laughs> you, you can't understand what we're, what we're over here talking about. Can we talk about music, guys? Can we yeah, talk about you know, music? Can we, can talk right. about writing songs or something. Okay, after you know? the songwriting, I'm done. I don't know nothing about it. But no, so you guys, you guys, so the, 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 the uh, new song for uh, the intro for your show, is that what I heard? Yeah. Yeah, theme song to to uh, Vegas Rat Rods, and uh, Steve's a writer on the song with us. Okay. And oh, that's then, right. He's uh, got Blue Collar Man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, cool. we're excited because uh, he's building us a car for, for the season finale. Uh, we're making the making of the video. Oh, it's bad. He's even directing the video, starring in the video. How long are you in town? Until uh, Saturday. Oh, shit. Well, I heard Thursday night. Shop. I heard Thursday night there's something. I have a photo of it. Somewhere? Or, yeah, you should show it. Yeah, I should oh, show you guys, it. So are you guys letting it out before the finale, no. or are you keeping no, it? No, no. Well, we well, yeah, no. Uh, well, once we reveal it on TV, yeah. then I can I can probably do stuff with it. How far is your shop from here? It's right close? here. Do you know where the Trump Tower is right there? Yeah. It's right below the Trump oh, Tower. okay. Right yeah. by, uh, there's a little club right around the corner, I believe. <laughs> yeah. The, the can-can room. <laughs> been Something there, like been that. I'm familiar like with the area a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little it's bit. It's th- that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of good ones over there. I'm lying. I have no idea what Hey, <laughs> okay, and the only reason why I know about them is I drive by them every day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you yeah. know what? Uh, people are like, oh, my gosh, don't you, aren't you unsafe down here in this neighborhood? I'm like, hell no. Yeah. This is Vegas, for one. I feel comfortable in my town. Second of all, I'm surrounded by hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> I never see them, but I know they're there. Because they're not out during the day. And and we're now we're surrounded by uh, a bunch of marijuana. Yes. Hot chicks and marijuana all around our, our place. So every time I open my shop door, boosh. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy, man. Yeah. About 8 o'clock at night, there must be water in their crop because it just blows through my door. So now are you, you're from here originally then? Yeah, I was born, born here. Born and raised? Yep. Sunrise Hospital, 1971. Okay. I'm old. That's not, I'm not how as long. old as you've been. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks 10 years younger than me, but he's actually a little bit older. Hey, now. hey, <laughs> hey, hey. You talking about Ben? Look at all that gray. Look at all that gray. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to say that I'm proud. Not this kid, but my other kid had a kid. I'm a grandpa now. He's a grandpa. Can you believe that? Oh, you're going to say I'm proud. No, I'm not proud, not, of, not proud of him. That's what it yeah. seemed like. No, no, I'm not proud of you. Not proud of you. Your brother. I got him right here on the phone. This is this is my oh, That's the one that had the kid. Nice. Oh, dude. What's up, buddy? Shoot, I got a daughter that's almost 21. Next month, working oh, on wow. his truck. Yeah, yeah. Should be twenty one. See, this is what happens when you have kids. Junior in college. Uh, Damn. No gray hair. Thank God. Mine's gray as hell. Hey. He don't want to do that. Hey, hey. He don't hey, want to do that. No. <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> All right. So I want to know about the shop a little bit. Tell me. Tell me how long. When did you open the shop? How did you guys? How did you come up with? I mean, some of the cars I've seen are over the top, crazy, badass. So is that just an extension of you, your personality, or explain all that? Um, I think it just you know. Uh, uh, growing up, growing up as a kid, I just, you know, I I was born in Las Vegas. Then my mom wound up marrying a guy from Montana. So I spent some of my childhood in Montana on, you know, ranch. My my cousins had ranches. So I was just blown away. Like, I, anything mechanical used to just get me going. Like, I'd walk out in the field and, and get in cars and pretend I'm driving them and go out in my, my uncle's shed and try to get his tractors running and shit without them knowing. I mean, yeah. I did it all the time. Mini bikes, snowmobiles, go 
go-karts, anything that would run, I was out there working on it. So, you know, walking around them hay fields, you start looking at, like, all the old equipment that these ranchers would put together to do a job. Right. You know, you couldn't drive to town. It was 80 miles or 100 miles, you know, and they were driving yeah. junk. Yeah. So what they, you know, I just started really looking at the in- engineering that these guys were doing way back then. And, um, you know, hot rodding and stuff like that's all just evolved from ranchers, farmers, you know, guys that, you know, our, our world's different now. But looking at all this stuff, it just kind of stayed in my head. And um, I actually was an iron worker. I worked, I okay. grew up in a steel yard right here in Las Vegas. And then I uh, team roped for 20 years. So I actually rodeoed for... What? Yeah. Really? That's new on me, man. Yeah, no. Wasn't the PBR, nice. isn't the PBR in town right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it was. That, yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah, but I wasn't riding bulls. I tried a few of them and got the shit kicked out of me. I did ride some bucking horses and got the shit kicked out of me. So, but team roping, I did that for a long time. Okay. Shit, my kids can rope. I mean, we all did it for a long time. Wow. Um, but then, um, you know, I just got to the point where I just kind of put all these elements of my life together and uh, got super creative and started building cool shit. And I've always liked... Um, did it start with cars or were you just building stuff for like the house or well, something? Well, you know, I had a fab shop and I was doing a lot of production welding and um, actually I built like, God, I built like six or eight chimpanzee cages one time. Big ones, like 3,000 square feet and uh, did a bunch of that and okay. and then as I got going, I just started building a few in my shop and, and it just took off. It just was a rush. The more I did it, the more I liked it and um, the more people told me that it was dumb and they, that I shouldn't do it and it looks like shit. I just thought it was just a challenge to keep going. So right, right. Um, <clears throat> I did that for a while. Then I moved back to Las Vegas. I was doing that in Montana. And then I moved okay. back to Vegas. The rest is history. I just I uh, got me a spot at the uh, Red Rock Harley Davidson parking lot, and I built a car in a tent. No so, really? Yeah, I just was like, fuck it. I want to do something cool. <laughs> wow. Let's put it in there. Let's do this. And um, so uh, I built it in a tent, and then it just kind of started taking off from there. And, um, you know, now we're just we're doing uh, – we did 12 cars this year. We've done 30 cars on TV now. So Oh, wow. And they're full chassis build, you know. Right. They're a lot of work. I mean, what we do is not easy. Now, are you building them? I, I've seen I've seen the show, not not a whole lot of it, but enough of it. Now, you're building them just for a, for a customer or a client, or are you building them and then you're selling them or keeping them? Or Mo- Most of them are all client connected. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, there's a few of them on TV that are mine, but uh, most of the cars that we've built are all customer owned. Yeah. So it's good and bad. You know, I like the fact that I can get in this guy's head and build something for him. But if they get too, like, involved, it screws me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because now I'm like, oh, shit, is he going to like it or not? Like, you know. So you're better off just dropping off a bunch of money and just leaving. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Have at it. Do what yeah. you do. Yeah. And, you know, and, and now we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're working on season three. We got two more builds, and this season's over. We're gonna... Oh, you guys have only had two seasons yeah. finished so yeah. far? Why yeah. does it seem like you've done, like, ten? Oh, dude, believe me, I That's feel crazy. like I've done ten, too. I mean, I we had we had a show that was on years ago. We had How two many? Seasons. Two seasons, right? We had two, yeah. And then, yeah. And then my, my best friend, uh, my partner, passed away, um, so we cut it there. But I, mean, I could have sworn you had more than two seasons. That's crazy. Yeah, no, we're uh, just starting our third one now. So it's really good. I think the people, the, the vibe's great yeah. because it's so different, and it's artistic, and it's not just it, – it brings the whole family in. Yeah. Kids, your wife. You know, if we're out building a, a 1970 CUDA, you know, you don't, you don't want your kids out there playing around in the shop while you're working on it or right. you know, a show car right yeah so i think with the rat rods and you know these custom cars it's become such a a family thing like everybody's out there now and the neighbors are over and everybody's coming over and 
you're like, oh, dude, this is cool, man. And and guys are like, you know, hey, man, you've inspired me to build a rat rod with my kids. And, you know, that right there alone is nice. is what it's all worth. Nice. Right there, this guy. That's nice, man. He's, I mean, all, you know, a lot of my fans, you know, they're out there in their garage now with their kids. And they're bringing them off the couch, getting them off the yeah. video games. Away from the video games. And teaching yeah. them some skills and teaching them how to work and, you know, what it's all about. And I think that, you know, that that's what our country's losing right now is is some skills and discipline and right. you know I mean I mean your boy he can't be more than 20 how old is he he's 18, 18. 18. so he's 18. I mean how many 18 how many videos have you seen out there of, of 18 year old kids back talking police and you know using words they shouldn't be exactly. using and then exactly. they get thrown on the ground with handcuffs and they're wondering why it's happening right right but then, if you get them in the shop working with you well you get them out there and you know manners yeah 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 you you teach them you yeah. you got to treat them like that yeah and, and like I, I I just go in there and I just start chewing their asses <laughs> what's yeah, great is it, you know it, honestly man we've we've been around this guy about a year now he's sitting here basically preaching the gospel to you guys about how he feels he doesn't just sit here and say these things because it it sounds good if you go and you're around him that's what it is he's around his kids he's he's actually wanting to make a difference and it's it's on the daily i mean he's so passionate about what he says it couldn't help it but look at him and the, and the song's called blue collar man because the dude is the epitome of the blue collar man but it's about family too which is why we connected as friends. It was family, and yeah, yeah, everything yeah. else was secondary. And we met this guy; it was exactly the same thing, man. So it's an honor to no, be your friend. Cool. Man. I, mean, I mean, you're we're passionate all, about it. Oh, no, dude, you got to awesome. be. I mean, for to do what I do and do it over and over, and like you know, to to come up with ideas. People are like, right. how do you think of it? You know, like some guys can build one or two rat rods. I built fifty or sixty of them. You know, at this point, so you just got to be obsessed. You got to be so into it that nothing else stands in your way. Right. I mean, you know, that's why I'm single, probably. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're not going to dinner tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'll be at the shop working out. But it's getting better. I'm not as bad as I used to be. Um, you know, now that, you know, the TV show's going, it, it kind of takes you away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. it's really hard. I mean, I'm trying to find a spot where I can go back to my shop at night and just go in there and just let it out because it's really an expression, you know, and that's what you were saying. I mean, do these ideas come from, you know, expression or you or it is. It's a it's me. It's all yeah. me. And I'm just pouring what I feel into that project. And, you know, you want it every detail that you can put into it to make it make sense. Because they're a story. Every one of them is a story. Like some of these, you know, they're black, they're red. It's like, what's the story? You covered the story up. Yeah, you know, we true. don't know yeah, like yeah, right. who had that car, what happened. I like to leave it out there. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, you know, if my, my mom's 64 years old and I would not want to change one thing about her face or her. Right. You know, why would I take all the years the of what she's been through right. and change it. You know, leave it. I and mean, that's what part of getting old and dying and doing this shit's all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, man. That's, that's awesome, cool. man. That's like the coolest thing anybody's ever said. Honestly. Pretty red. Well, I mean, you know. That's awesome, dude. I mean, I did make her dye her hair back black. Because <laughs> she was trying to do the blonde thing and I was like, yeah, hell no. Go back to the dark hair. Make your eyes look better. <laughs> you know, you're my mom. <laughs> she's in the, in, the, in the shop telling stories about me. It's hilarious. That's funny. So, so your kids, your kids work there. Yeah, they this, just in they're, there? they're actually up in uh, Montana with their mom. But yep. um, this one is working. He's welding right now for a guy. Him and his friend that's here, Spencer. We they grew up together. They're all good kids. They got diesel trucks, and you know they're you know always changing turbos, putting injectors in them. You know, pulling the motors out of them. I mean, at their age right now, they can jerk a motor out, put it on the floor, rebuild it, and put it back in. And I mean, they wow. do it. They love it. They all get together in a group. Yeah. And they all go out 
there and just work on this stuff and you know it's that's what you should be doing you know at 17 18 15 yeah. 14 and I've had so many kids come up to me while I've been here that they've built their own project and that's that's it that's good that's a good thing I mean I'm I'm glad that they're out there actually working and putting it together and learning what tools are for and yeah. respect you know what I mean you can't call a guy up and need a part and talk shit you gotta be nice yeah so teach you some respect that's awesome that's man that's cool man anyway oh, oh. does anybody else got any stories out there there's Bob rap hey yeah, yeah you wanted to rap hey, Dave hey Dave, Barbara you Dave you need to come rap for us come buddy. give us a one liner come on come on bro come on we were bragging about you hey brother. hold on hold on keep, on, the, keep the Barbara Dave we were, we were bragging about you rapping bro come on man today you weren't around we were Get talking here, about Dave. how we're gonna write a song and keep we're gonna the, do it keep, in the shop hey just keep the barber keep so the barber anybody that uh, watches Vegas Rat Rods knows this is my cousin Dave um, and they know the only reason why he's on the show is because he's my cousin <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get hit in the head but uh, if I need somebody to squeeze and choke out I usually put him on him you know he's he's got that strength Enjoy that's it. just not right so uh, so do you got any good rhymes that you can think of right now yeah. do you know any so so but there's it doesn't dude, get much dude, more off the cuff than this yeah this you is like out, look you at you got audience. an audience bro you got your audience yeah and, and look at hey there's like women in this crowd which is totally different for when it comes to Steve so yeah, they all, all stood up for Barbara Dave yeah what the hell Barbara Dave drew in all the women now we got all these hot chicks out yeah. here a minute ago <laughs> you were gonna start rapping alright get it on do it get, okay here we go here we go we're at SEMA I said we always are offending the FEMA doing what we do when we peel out with them tires cause our sponsors they like to live large and show us in the magazines I said cause my cousin Steve I said he's always up on something clean I said like a nice little fresh 57 Chevy into heaven doing what he does every day I said he likes to weld and then he bails hay I said last time I saw him he was up on some fine chicks doing what he do in the club at night oh wait he doesn't drink he just sometimes fights with his kids on the phone because they try to <laughs> yeah <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> that, that, that was good, dude. That's a new one. I, I, I love that shit, dude. Hey, we need to get... Can you guys get him something? Like, we got to get a record. I know. We got to give him a record. <laughs> I could have got something down good. Hey, I want everybody to know I love my cousin Stevie, and I'm actually really, really grateful to be here. And uh, because of him letting me be on the show, um, it's a dream... Well, it's a dream come true for me. You have no idea. Like, I uh, to be able to just like see this dude peel out on his dirt bike and leave me hanging in the front yard in North Town when I was like seven go off in the desert and ride I'd still be waiting there waiting for a ride um, <laughs> you know I've always uh, it, it really is nobody has any idea how much of a dream come true it is for me to have this dude criticize me every day I love it it's it's been the best thing ever <laughs> That's I, awesome. I, I do love him I do criticize the shit out of him though I used to make him swim in the garbage cans when we were kids he's like oh it's so hot out here can we go swimming I'm like okay I get my grandpa's uh, garbage cans, nasty, full of all kinds of shit. Fill them up, and I'd be like, boom, <laughs> set him in there. There, now you're swimming. <laughs> the most attention he ever paid to me was when I ran my BMX bike grip right straight across his lowrider C10. <laughs> I was like, well, I was 10 at that point, and dude, I never thought I was going to recover from that lashing. <laughs> he still does shit like that. I'm not even kidding either. He's, he, See, is that, hey, hey, is that why you don't paint shit? You just keep it all... Dude, I don't... Exactly. It's just... You don't want to... 
messed up. Why? He used to pee in his diaper so bad it'd split in half. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. Like, have you ever seen a baby diaper like get so much pee in it that yeah. it like rips? Yeah. yeah, that was him. That was back in the day. That was right when they started coming into um like traditional diapers. They should have kept the cotton ones on him. <laughs> anyway, well, shoot, man, I'm ready to eat something. How about you? Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Ready to go eat? Yeah. Get something to drink? Uh, it's been cool. Thanks for thanks everybody. for having us. Yeah, yeah. it's been good, man. We do Vegas Rad Rods season three starting in January, everybody. And uh, shout out on your uh, your mufflers again. There, Black Widow exhaust. Black Widow exhaust. And if you want to hear what they sound like, just go to hey. Vegas or Welder Up. And our song, it. our song, Steve goes to iHeartRadio in two weeks. Ninety-five-five, the Bull here in Las Vegas. So blue collar man, when you hear Elvis Monroe on the radio, uh, call in and, and and act like you don't know who we are and ask him to play it again. Because uh, Steve, I told him, I said, Steve, this is the closest thing to mailbox, mailbox money you're gonna make, buddy. You know? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was gonna make some money this shit. Are you kidding me, <laughs> dude? I'm serious. Like, can you guys all go to my shop and buy a T-shirt? Seriously, <laughs> it's getting to the point where I can't even build shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's got no cash and a bunch of guys. That's right. So dude. it's crazy. Bunch of dudes. If there's any hot single chicks down there, please come get a picture with me. It's worth ten points. <laughs> yes. Right now, because he's in the hole. I'm in the hole right now, so I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. I don't even care. You can be a tranny. I'll take a picture with you at this point. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's good. On the next Skid Mark Show, it's another celebrity takeover. Will Ethan and Jeff ever return? Find out next week on Skid Mark Show.